Alola Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the last in our series of spoiler special podcasts dedicated to diving deep into Obi-Wan Kenobi, the brand new Star Wars spin-off TV show that brings back Ewan McGregor as everyone's favourite Jedi Master who isn't Mace motherfucking Windu. <laughs> this week we'll be talking about part six, aka Return of the Jedi, in which Obi-Wan turns on the light, feels the force and gives Darth Vader a good old scene too. And there are a couple of cameos, but no Elan's Lee Spagano, sadly. Oh, and uh, somehow Palpatine returned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yes, indeed. Uh, And uh, joining me to dissect the series or season finale, I'm not quite sure if they're going to announce a season two or not, uh, of Obi-Wan Kenobi are four colleagues of such lethal cunning. Oh, that's right. We have rolled out the big guns this week. Uh, back after an absence of some weeks, Helen O'Hara is here. Hello. Hello, Helen. Uh, very, very quickly, previous couple of episodes that you haven't been on the show for. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Good, bad, um, indifferent. Sort of thumbs sideways and then thumbs more up, I would say. I, I beg think your pardon? The, the, the last but one I didn't love and the last one I was more keen on. All right. No, that way around. Part uh, so the one that was basically Star Wars. You weren't too keen on where they're running around the the base, like the Death Star, the rubbish one. Mm. <laughs> well, all the rubbish, all the, hey. all the rubbish ones to you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God, Darth Dyer is here uh, as well. well. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. You, sure, while yeah. you think about which episode yeah. it is, Darth Dyer is here. Hello, James Dyer. Hello. Hello. I Darth- would like to dub this episode Lars Attacks. Okay. Okay, that's good. Even though he's defending, that's that's fine. I, but I see where you're coming from, and yes. I admire your energy, which Thank is you. positive. Thank you. Is yes. it though? I mean, it's as positive as he's going to get, quite <laughs> frankly, isn't it? And uh, we're also joined by Amon Warman. Is here. Hello there. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm recovered after last week's uh, chat. Merciless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all over again. No just to be clear, we did establish the terms of this. This entire podcast is to be sung uh, in the manner of Kenobi the musical. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Kenobi. <laughs> there is a moment in this episode, it has to be said, where Obi-Wan Kenobi is buried alive. alive. And it's a shame it wasn't Vader, because then he could literally have gone, Kenobi! Oh. From his sort of buried tomb, which I would have liked. Buried alive. Buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmare, Sophie <laughs> and uh, so, uh, as as Amon has just has just spoiled our final guest this week, uh, Amon, of course, is a big fan of the blah blah and all the other animated Star Wars uh, <laughs> offerings. And this week, he has backup at long last in the shape. Well, we're all big fans. We're all huge, shows. huge oh, fans. I love of the blah blah. blah. It's so good, especially it's episode so good. seven of of series four. That mm. was so good when Jar Jar fucked that Jawa. It was so good. I presume that's what happens. Three oh five landing of Point Rain. <laughs> I think that's wrong. Actually, so, <laughs> so there is an episode where Jar Jar Binks fucks a Jawa. No, Sophie Petzl, no, who is also is, here, by the way. There is an episode where Jar Jar Binks goes on a mission with Mace Windu, which is fantastic. Well, that's, it, that's, it sounds unmissable. No, it is great. great. Uh, you love Mace he Windu. Also gets a, he also gets a love interest, Jar Jar. Does he? And I, yeah. both Jar Jar like, fucks. This Jar Jar, is extraordinary. Jar Jar fucks more than Obi-Wan does. Wow. No, sorry, sorry. In the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan does fuck. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, Amon yes. has mentioned this. Yeah, Satine yeah. Kreiser or Kreiser or whatever. Does he actually? I mean, obviously, it's no, cartoon. But you don't it's see it going implied, in. And probably one of the most, one of the most fanficked uh, elements, like of the whole thing, is this idea that 
uh, Kenobi, Qui-Gon and Satine went off uh, uh, on some year-long sabbatical on the run right. when Obi-Wan was but a young Padawan. Yeah. And, uh, you have to choose and, between being a Jedi or staying yeah, with Yeah, and fucked, basically. So, like, yeah, if you ever like, oh, I wonder what the Star Wars fans are thinking about on AO3 or fanfic <laughs> or whatever, you go and you're like, it's just them <laughs> on the run in a cave, mm. be fucking. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Her death is one of the darkest moments on that show. Oh, shit. That, that, I, don't get me started. But like, <laughs> the whole, I mean, it's a, a thing that I just wish this show or anything on Disney Plus would do more of is action, genuine threat, like make good on your menace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's phantom that, menace. Make good on your phantom menace. <laughs> and there's that moment in the Clone Wars where, spoiler, they kill his love interest. And it's one of those things you think if this was in Obi-Wan Kenobi, it would be threatened, he'd be about to do it, and then something would happen and it wouldn't happen. And mm. you really feel like that's going to happen in that show. And then it's like, nope, he just kills her. She gets stabbed in the stomach, though, so she probably's alive. I was going to say, can we <laughs> talk about the fatal sort of implications of punching chest wounds yeah. in this show? But they did kill Tala just last week, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, she And there was shot. a little bit, a list of a frisson there. There was, yeah. a, there was a little frisson. Well, She's in Dear of Armor, like every, she has a frisson with everyone. She frissons with everyone. Frisson with everyone. Yeah, she, with uh, she got shot in the abdomen, which of course is fatal in Star Wars, where if you get stabbed with a lightsaber through the chest, Absolutely fine. totally fine. This I, is why I think Liam Neeson was so fucking annoyed at the end of this episode. He's like, can we please talk, Obi-Wan, about chest wounds? Like, what the fuck happened to me? I think Obi Wan. Obi Wan smothered him with you the pillow. Want yeah. to see. You That's didn't it. want yeah. to see. Why? Why? Being <laughs> Promise me you'll train, train the boy. And it's like you'll be fine. It's just a chest wound. It's self quarter Obi Wan, why are you holding a pillow over my face? <laughs> it's for the best, master. Just I always run think towards of, the light, uh, master. I always think of that Leo DiCaprio movie. Oh God, uh, the Man of the Iron Mask. No, Titanic. No, with Daniel Day Lewis. What, Gangs of London? Gangs oh, yes. of London. Gangs of London. I always call it Gangs of London. Is this because it's a television show? That's right. That's and right. It's a TV podcast. Exactly. I always think that Leo DiCaprio Sky Sky TV drama, Gangs of London. Gangs of London is good. Yeah. Where yeah. he's got Leo DiCaprio like on a table and he's like stabbing him in all the different yes. parts of his body, going, going like, wound, wound, kill, wound, wound. And like, so every time like he stabs him in the stomach, doesn't he? And he's like, this is a flesh wound or something. He will bleed to death. And so I'm like, yeah, no, the logic tracks. Daniel Day-Lewis says it. You're not going to get killed if you get impaled. It's fine. <laughs> I, I do also think, and just because I wasn't here to talk about it last week, I'm sure you talked about it to death, and I've definitely listened to the episode, Probably so I know that. that. <laughs> but um, they, you have the Grand Inquisitor turning up again, Hello. stabbing her <laughs> through the chest yeah. and going, revenge is a great, what was it? Motivator. 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 To survive. And, mm. and you're like, should you remind her of that mm. in a situation where she might now want revenge? And now we will stab you and leave you for dead. Yes, yeah. without in any way checking that you're alive. Did anybody mm. consciously kill anyone in this show? I am just so. trying. I feel like anyone who died, died by some anonymous extra. Like I, yes. a stormtrooper killed them, but no main character consciously killed anybody. I was thinking about this. This is actually something that this, it's me. an affliction that I think all the Star Wars Disney Plus shows yeah, have. Yeah, I agree. In that death it very rarely visits and when it does visit it's usually accidental random. or random. <laughs> and and un- un- unmeaningful. I think the only major character and correct me if I'm wrong here who actually carks it and spoilers obviously for The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett previously uh, correct me if I'm wrong here is Cad Bane. No, right? he's, he's, alive. he's alive. No fucking way. Yeah, he's alive yeah, in he's Rebels, alive, which is, yeah. no, hang on, when it, what, I, I, never, I never understand when the fuck Boba or Mando are set. When are they Boba's set? after Return of the Jedi, so is oh. that as post-Rebels, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so he is 
Did he die then? How do you know he's alive? He looks I, dead. I, he's been. No, they, they take him off to a back to a flashback to tank. Do no, they? That's, no, they, no, 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 that's um, that's that's, that's your bloke, um, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. So Oliphant's still alive. Isn't yeah. Oliphant's oh, yeah. still alive. He's yeah. a flashback. To I tank. know, but we just think Cad Bane is alive because we, we, because he's Cad Bane. We hear him wheezing. The camera zooms in, and yeah. then we hear him wheezing at the end. I, I initially thought he was dead. And yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds about that because as Sophie knows, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so glad you're here. Cad Bane <laughs> is awesome in the blur. He's amazing. Yeah. 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 Because I <laughs> had to deal with this guy saying that Cad Bane is just terrible. And I just, He's shit Lee Van Cleef. Oh, what are you talking about? Shut up! Amon, Amon is fighting back this week. I got back up to the army. Turn back to the light. Dire! What was it that Obi-Wan said to Reeve? It's you choose. Like yeah. what you become. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't turn to the dark side, Amon. Don't give in to your anger. You're right. You yeah, want this microphone? <laughs> you want this, don't but, yeah. take me down with all down. of your sarcasm. Yeah. I mean, two minds about it because, as you say, I want death to matter, but, you know, Cad Bane is an awesome character, so I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him stick around. Especially because he was not utilised very nah. well after his amazing introduction Ooh, uh, in that show. I'm afraid Cad Bane will be quite operational <laughs> by the time your friends arrive. He's great. Is it is it Rebels or Clone Wars where he's most... Clone Wars. He's he's brilliant. In so that. good. And, um, and I thought he was a bit naff in was it Mando or Boba Fett Boba, Boba Fett, Boba. Boba Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. he was, he he was d- touched by the naffness of Boba yeah. Fett he had a great introduction with, with, well. with Cobb Vance that oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. I was so excited and yeah. then what they did with him in the final episode is just like yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I thought his death was so. Given he's like famous, he's been able to defeat Jedi. Exactly. Like, um, was it Quinlan Vos and Obi Wan Kenobi the Clone Wars? <laughs> Who can forget? Uh, Who can forget? Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we're talking about Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yes, remember? Part I'm sorry, six. I needed to write a wrong just then. I sensed an yeah. opportunity. It needed to happen. Continue. I'm the back. Oh, oh, thank you. Can I continue on my own fucking podcast? Yes, Thanks a bunch, Amon. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, right, so, yeah, but Sophie, I think um, we should talk about this episode at some point. But if you go back to The Mandalorian, who died in The Mandalorian? Like, Moff Gideon is plausibly somehow still alive. Yeah. Um, I remember who that is. Yeah, the, the, bad, the bad guy. Oh. Have you seen these shows? Or are you just here to talk about... The Mandalorian was a long time ago. It was a while ago. I never ago. remember anything. I have okay. no brain. I have no brain for, like, retaining... Um, plots of stuff unless I rewatch it I just like that apparently is the same as the writers from on Obi-Wan Kenobi so that's absolutely <laughs> fine <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, I think they make an effort here yeah I think they do I'm not saying they're always successful but I think there is an effort Go here on. to get back to something like continuity <laughs> yeah I, I very much enjoyed Obi-Wan's Homer Simpson moment at the end when he goes and let's never speak of it again <laughs> yeah, essentially that like, but at least they acknowledge that they needed that. Do you know what I mean? Which a lot of shows, let's be honest, don't do. So that reminded me. Tiny bit of credit. Yeah, that moment reminded me of like being brought on a train up to Manchester for a meeting or something. And like mm. you get off the train and you've traveled five hours and then somebody goes, oh, hi, no, we loved your thing. Anyway, great. Let's talk soon. And like 20 minutes later, you're back on the train going, what the fuck was the point? They brought, they brought Obi-Wan all the way from Tatooine to Alderaan to get off the boat 
I mean, shake his hand, I said hug the girl, and get the back on the boat. A cup of fucking tea yeah, or something. Sit down, you know, like yeah, invite him into the house. Or look, I mean, look at the landscape behind him. Maybe mm-hmm. he wants to go hiking. Maybe he wants to have a swim in a pool, yes. the like of which sushi. they don't have in Tatooine. Right? Right? I mean, I swim. <laughs> to be fair, this episode establishes that you can go hyperspeed and get from one mm. to the side of the planet to another in like the thirty seconds. So yeah, he got a Tatooine yeah. from wherever, whatever stone in the volume, like yeah. whichever stone stone planet <laughs> setting they clicked on the volume. They just, <laughs> just changed the channel on the screen. Yeah, like, he was like, like, I'm on another rock planet with Vader, and like yeah. I was really worried that when Reva was bringing down the lightsaber, that Obi Wan would have got there within fifteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because can we talk about the fact that Reva manages to a heal from a mortal wound and she's be get, not she's, she's limping she's, around and B get to Tatooine in the time apparently it takes a Star Destroyer to turn around and start chasing the other ship which gave me flashbacks to the Holdo maneuver and we can't even talk about any of that but I just just it just it no. Just, well, are you no. dissing the Holdo maneuver? I'm not a fan of the Holdo maneuver. You're not I, a fan I, of the I will defend maneuver? Last Jedi to the hilts, but the Holdo maneuver is fucking stupid. Why? Why? Because it just comes out of absolutely nowhere, and it's like if you can do that, why is that not all you do? Because then because you it's die. Self-destructive. No, but you do it with a little fighter because they can all go at lights. So you go, boom, done. But somebody's di- somebody dies. Somebody dies. They've not discovered <laughs> unmanned <laughs> yeah. drones in Star Wars yet, have they? Well, droids can fly the thing. Yeah, but they, it's one they, of they also droids have droid sentience. You know, the whole point of the Rebel Alliance. Okay, resistance, whatever, is that they believe in you know sentience and like not throwing lives away. That is why you fail. That's why you're a freaking first order <laughs> weirdo. When you think about it, the Republic was all about no, no, no. We're going to use real people as like military fodder, whereas like the evil separatists will use robots. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. we will throw robot lives away. Pe- we're going to throw real people yeah. away. Yeah, right, and right, then it's right. just clones after that. Clones are dispensable. I mean, it's I still not. It's still not ethically great. Is I could it? strangle really? a clone and watch the life fade from their eyes. Wow. <laughs> anyway, this has gone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Should so we yes. talk about this episode of Obi Wan? Oh, so what was it called? Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Kenobi. Uh, let's talk about this episode. So, part six. Uh, in general terms, he says forty-five minutes into the, <laughs> into the episode. What do we think? Do we think this stuck the landing? Let's start with you, Helen. Then we'll work our way around the table. I rather liked it actually I feel like this is going to be (laughs) (laughs) be controversial Um, no I thought it it gave me some uh, some genuinely emotional moments I quite liked some some of the moments at least between Vader and uh, Obi Wan I'm going to nitpick some others Um, Mm -hmm. but but I thought there were there were moments that actually moved that both characters forward a little bit and yet didn't detract too much from um, when we first met them in Star Wars and and from that confrontation Um, I loved all the Leia stuff a lot. I just loved her quite a lot. Um, and, and I find myself quite moved by some of that. Uh, I didn't love all the Luke things. I thought Reva's plot made no sense. Um, but I thought her kind of redemption. So if she was going to go and kill Luke for reasons, at least. What reasons? Someone explain this to me. Well, exactly. I don't understand. I think, it. I think the idea is she gets that he's important to. Vader Bale? somehow but she doesn't know why but she decides she's going to kill him anyway I guess I, this is a best it's guess scenario I don't know and uh, and so she's going to go and kill him and then she realises of course that that would make her of course duh into the thing that she hates which presumably she already she is already exactly. she's already sailed. been killing a yeah. bunch of kids yeah. but this particular kid for some reason like catches her and better late than never a bit of redemption I suppose so just to be clear you liked the episode I <laughs> did. no 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 I, this is what I'm saying like okay. I, I didn't I didn't like how they got there 
but I did like that they got there, if you like. So they hit you, yeah, they hit, they, 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 yeah, like the same thing. They got me in the yeah. feels. And I didn't, well, uh, we talked about this. It took the long way around. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I did talk about this before I left, but like, I didn't necessarily want her to be redeemed. I liked her as a baddie, but at the same time, she's a good actress and it was a complex enough character that the redemption didn't feel as bolted on as it sometimes does, apart from the fact that it kind of also was bolted on. I don't know. Look, I'm not saying it all made sense to me, but I did. It did make me feel things which this show doesn't always, or these shows don't always do. Mm. I don't think I felt a single thing during the entire run of, of uh, Boba Fett, so, except <laughs> just disgust and boredom. On your <laughs> <laughs> so, just, uh, and, so, you know, And also, here, of course, that Cad Bane is awesome. I know you felt that. Yeah. Uh, we, all, we all recognize that. I, I felt that, that, that Cobb Vance's hair was awesome. There was Cobb Vance, that. that's his name. Yeah. I could always just think, yeah. I just think of hair. I was thinking of hair man. Harry hair boy, hair boy. Yeah, what's yeah. It, the man with the hair? Timothy McMagnificent. Yeah, yeah. that's one. Yeah. But, that's uh, good hair. you know, like, I, Th- those are my feelings during during that. Here I had actual feelings for these characters. And yes, some of that was from their long history elsewhere. But at the same time, this show did tap into that for me and therefore stuck the landing in that respect. And I appreciate that while it was belated and you might argue half-hearted, they did nod back towards the canon and the continuity by the end. Mm. So that was somewhat satisfying to me. Yes. All right. They noted the continuities that flew past them as they wrote the hey, show. Hey, it's not your turn. Sorry, it's not your turn. Carry on. And we may skip you. <laughs> Good no oh God, <laughs> Listeners might. <laughs> so next up, uh, Sophie, what did you think of this? Sophie, as a, for, as a TV writer, from a TV writer's perspective... I was just thinking, I didn't no one knows why I'm here. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, don't know I didn't introduce Sophie because Amon trampled all over my introduction. Sophie no, is a noted writer of television shows like Blood. Hello, Sophie. Welcome. Hello. Thank Welcome. you for having me. Um, people are going to be like, oh, for God's sake, this twat again. <laughs> I had a friend came into my... Like, DMs on Instagram went. You got mentioned on that podcast again, yeah. and I was like, I'm like this, like this, this Twitter like sycophant who just turns up on things. It's like we have to invite you on the show just to prove that you're real because we mentioned you, I think, mm. every week. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan, and I, 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 I obviously I listen to Pilot and I listen yes. to this. Yeah. Why, so, would you um, why would that be obvious? <laughs> She's the one. Her, her name isn't Keith. She's just introduced herself. Just head. I am the chosen one. So, Sophie, with your TV writer's hat on, which I'm surprised to see you don't have with you today, I presume you get one when you become a TV writer. Yeah, I have a little, I obviously feel I want a little writer's guild hat, but yeah, yeah no, something says press. What did you make of this? Um, so, <laughs> wow. so, 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 kind of a bit of context, like, is that I, the first three episodes, that first episode, I was completely blown away by. I was so excited. Yes. Mm. I was so moved. Because what I'd wanted was effectively Better Call Saul with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wanted yep. a long, slow, old man in desert, grieving over mistakes, um, being forced to reckon with past pain and trauma. And in episode one, I feel like I got that in spades. I, some, I thought, they know what they're doing. They've been given the time to do this. We're going to get this and this. And and I feel like I kept feeling that way, even though there was some jank and stuff. Like, if I'm really invested in characters and in the story, I don't really care about dodgy chases. I don't really care about dodgy effects. So mm. up until... And so the end of episode three for me was like this pinnacle where like, you know, again, I have this whole thing about 
you've got to lay your characters low. Like, I, I don't want to see them being cool. I want to see them in pain. I want to see them in bits. And I want to see them, like, grappling with things. And so literally being burned alive by Darth Vader, I thought, fuck me, they're going here. And now mm. we're going to Jabim, which is a big deal in the Clone Wars. Yes, it is. And, uh, and I was like, they're going to go to Jabim. That's been, like, the scene of, like, the, like, the Republic's biggest failure. It was like Obi-Wan Kenobi's biggest failure. He was, like, captured there. Terrible things happen. This is going to be great. He's going to go. We're going to have a whole episode of him just convalescing and crying. Qui-Gon's <laughs> going to show up. Uh, it's going to be great. And, um, and then I feel like after episode four, it was like, I wonder if that's where they threw the scripts out and started again. And I wonder if four to six just didn't have the time. It's interesting because this episode is credited uh, as last week's was by Andrew Stanton, written by Joby Harold, who co-wrote all the episodes after coming on whenever this was overhauled from yeah. its original uh, origins, which is original origins as a good, you know, I could be a TV writer, uh, <laughs> with uh, which was as a film, as we said before, <laughs> and then it was reconfigured into a limited edition series. Uh, and then that creative team went and Joby Harold and Deborah Chow came on. Mm. Joby Harold co-wrote all the scripts, but Andrew Stanton co-wrote this one. But this is also credited to Hossein Amini, who was the guy who was doing the, mm. the show originally. So I there might, must be I mean, some bones I might here. Have toast, I mean, I, my, my kind of feeling like... It's why I sort of I won't sort of and as a as a sort of writer I hate kind of shitting on other writers. Anyone feel free to do that. I'm always like, uh, but for the grace of whoever, but for the grace yeah. of Darth Vader, go I. <laughs> and um, that like we're all capable of writing complete shite. And um, and also it felt like you never know how like much is the writer's fault and how much. No, but was this, then, this is you know. it. This is it. I, I felt like you don't have a show that comes. So like my feeling with episode six was that a bit like four and I mean I liked five a lot. I hated four. I hated four so much that it kind of bought, it really affected how I went into five and six as well. Um, I think because for me, it just, it, it was all about delivering on that promise set up by the first three and, and we just never got it. That you set up all these characters to move and to grow and to go on these learning journeys because there's no stakes about whether they're going to live or die, but the stakes are, are they going to grow? Are they going to change? Are they going to feel pain? Are they going to suffer? How are they going to get here? And I care about Obi-Wan, so I care if he suffers. That's stakes for me. So mm -hmm. if it's then just like, you know, he he didn't grapple at all with what happened between him and Anakin. Uh, there, there's a Anakin. moment. Yeah, Anakin. There's a moment at the That's end of one. six <laughs> where the bot that generated Darth Vader's dialogue. I swear to God, I have a whole theory about that. Um, <laughs> because he only ever spoke in these strange, disjointed one-liners until Anakin's face showed up. And there's like, okay, now you can have like actual lines of dialogue because you've got a human being delivering them because an AI was doing. James L. Jones's voice. Yeah, it was a James L. Jones sort of like soundboard, and they just sort of pressed Basically, random yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's AI assisted, and there was like rumors yeah. that it's in fact all AI, and like yeah. how much is James L. Jones yeah. really voicing? And so, like, it just, there are lines like, no. Now you will block. I'm like, I'm like hang on. So the moment Hello, was like, so I'm Obi sorry. I'm sorry for all I of it. I am Darth Vader. How are you today? No. Not, I, do you want to do? Do you think you can destroy me? And you're like, um, what? Would and you like a cup of tea? I will do what I must. I will do what I must. Oh no, don't even. Get oh, yeah. There was more. What I loved again about episodes one to three was a lack of fan servicey cringe. And I, I don't care. Like, I, I people get really het up about fan service. I like being serviced. <laughs> I like. Uh, <laughs> well, and, uh, you've come to the right place. I like you know, I, I like nods to things. I don't I just don't care. It's not a thing that winds me up. 
until uh, and but what I did appreciate was moments like when they meet um <laughs> I'm not going to call him what my friends call him when they meet the mole man with the trump flag in episode <laughs> 2 or 3 uh, on Mapuzo. Oh, JD from Scrubs. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, monster. okay. On um, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, you'll, yeah. You'll probably want to edit out what I just said. Absolutely but, um, not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but, hear it so. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, was it uh, objectionable? Uh, it was just gross. What my yeah. No, oh, gross is all good. Objectionable, maybe, but gross is fine. Pussy face mole man. <laughs> pussy oh, face mole man. Hundred percent. That's yeah. what it is on the Kenner toy <laughs> box. Genuinely <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would have yeah. done if it come out in the seventies. Hey guys, today I am unboxing pussy face mole man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, th- there's a moment where like when Leia goes up to him and is like, "Oh, we're looking for directions to what the fuck ever," and everyone goes, "Hello," and I'm like. I love that you didn't make him say hello there. Yeah. I love that you just had him sound like depressed and miserable and went, hello. And the fact that at the end of this, he's like, hello there. And looking like he wants to die. And also that stupid pose with the fingers going, I will do what I must. And the music swells. And moments like that make me cringe because I wasn't there. I was you. I you hadn't got me there, and then you finished. Right. <laughs> and right. I, I, I resent it. It's like it's 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 having its moment. It's climaxing, and I've not been got. There. You have not been serviced. I've no. not been serviced, okay. and it's all climaxing right. all over the shop. You- and I'm like, I'm just not here. And and now I cringe. My reaction is to just cringe until I want to chew my own hands off. Um, yeah, I will stop talking now. But I think we yeah. maybe should have sat Amon here. <laughs> yeah. Just for the sake of balance, fair and balance, I am going to skip you, Jimbo. But no, there are things I liked. I, I, really no liked I, I really liked Owen and Baru doing straw dogs. I, I loved the... <laughs> I thought that was blocked quite well. I, for the first time ever, it was an action scene that looked quite good. Um, I had no idea what Reba was doing. I, I, and Moses Ingram is acting her socks off with absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, she's crying in the desert. It looks great. And I'm like, I wish I was feeling this, but I have no idea what's going on here. I have no yeah. idea what you want. I feel like there was a, gen- a general lack of clarity about in like artistic intention for a lot of these episodes where a lot of the conversation and discourse has been, what was he doing there? What was she doing there? And nobody knows because nobody's made it clear. Yeah, obviously we, we, we don't know for sure. We don't know the ins and outs of what happened, but it feels to me that three was a defiling line. Not just feels, because... It became a different show after that. Yeah, yeah. Certain people's names began to disappear from the credits and also you got a sense of maybe the things were being... I don't know whether they they hadn't quite shot enough material to to cover off certain storytelling angles. Who knows? But it feels to me that you're absolutely right. That Obi Wan, we expected him to be in the flashback to Tank for a little bit of of part four, and he wasn't. He immediately goes, "Oh, it's fine. I've I've, I've only suffered third degree burns over my entire body. It's time to get back into the fray." And they go, "Cling to my arm yeah. for a little bit, just oh, to just show just, that." Oh, yeah. oh, that stings. No, um, and like, oh, you've got to forget the past. I can't forget the past. A lot of a lot of lines like that where you're mm. kind of touching at the. I sort of felt like with episode six in particular, that, and I actually felt this. Why I'm more I have stranger feelings about it than I did say about four. I felt like they knew what they were trying to do here. It was mm. like the ideas were there, mm. but they were just so undercooked. So like even that interaction between Anakin and you know the line Anakin of like um uh, you didn't kill you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker I did. I'm like. That's a good line. Mm. That's a good idea. But like, what you've done here is now, oh, right. The intention here is now that Obi-Wan uses this to sort of absolve himself. Oh, thank God. Mm. No, you're right. I shouldn't feel guilty. That's fine. And because you're dead, now I just cannot kill you again. And I don't know. It's oh, we're like, going to return to that for <laughs> sure. And believe it's me. Like, but, and again, it's like, I, that's one of those moments where I think I get the intention. The intention is, oh, okay, he doesn't have to kill him because he's already dead. But you're like, well, hang on, that wasn't the mission, was it? And the mission wasn't kill Anakin, leave Vader. 
it's kill vader uh, uh, it's just yeah, a lot of yeah. undercooked yeah i thought point yeah. ideas yeah this is the thing. i love that line and i love the um uh you know i'm sorry i loved him mm. apologizing to anakin i thought that was great he's such a good actor as well so, yeah McGregor, like that moment yeah. really really got to me uh i i do agree slightly the only thing is like you know he's a jedi he's not supposed to go around just killing people especially somebody mm-hmm. who is i think it, the thing is we, we were talking about this over lunch and i'm mm-hmm. on i know you disagree but like he is at that point kneeling down wheezing for breath and you know looking pretty p- defeated I don't know how they could have had Obi-Wan kill him at that moment obviously they couldn't this also. is where I wish this is where I want to know what the writer's room was like and what the writing process was like because that moment where you see Obi-Wan's like I can't do this man he looks fucked I can't do this it's my friend like as a, a me watching it I feel something there going yeah no you can't you, you can't just it's easy enough to say I've got to go and finish this and then you see that guy again and you that feels like a good moment and then like a lot of moments in this show it begins like, yes, you're doing it. You're going there. And then it's like they just didn't have the time to think yeah. through to the, like, okay, so he can't do it. So then what happens? I, I felt the mm. same when he hands himself over in episode five to Reva. And he's like, I'm going to give myself up. Um, and then it's why I thought the top episode six was just that again. Um, he mm. gives himself up and he says, well, no, he's going to come for me. And I was like, oh, this is all really clever and cool. Now what happens? And the answer is nothing. He gets on the spaceship. He goes away. Nothing happens. It's like they have, they know they're having the right thoughts. They're thinking the right things. And then they just either don't have the time or or whatever, but can't get to the answer. Can't find, and then what happens? They're hamstrung obviously by the future, which of course is the past in a way, but they're hamstrung by what happens in in A New Hope and the the, the fact that they have to get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the Anakin Obi-Wan exchange in this episode I thought visually it was quite interesting I thought the lightsaber battle was 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 cool and it's, it's difficult as well because you're going up against the ghost of the past not just with New Hope but with Revenge of the Sith and so there's an element perhaps of you're watching just the same beats again but perhaps done not quite as well as you were in Revenge of the Sith that, the raw emotion of you were the chosen one you know you were supposed to bring balance to the force all that sort of stuff you know I have the high ground all those things they're also a little bit hamstrung by the fact that like nothing can happen here. There, there can be no resolution to this. Realistically, Obi Wan at that moment, no matter what he's feeling for his for his friend or his brother or however he sees Anakin, you, you know he would go. I know what the Empire is capable of now. Now I know what the Empire is capable of because I've seen it with my own eyes, and I've got a chance here to stop this. This is essentially you've got Hitler at your mercy before World War II has really begun. But you want a it's season like two. Goebbels so. at most. <laughs> I don't think Goebbels? <laughs> that would be amazing. I think there's still a way to make that more impactful than it was. And we've seen it happen because we've seen it be done well in The Clone Wars yeah. and in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like even what Sophie was saying about Obi-Wan not being able to kill Vader, I would have liked it if they showed more of the internal battle that Obi-Wan mm. is fighting yeah. with that in the moment. Yeah. That would have been a way to make that scene more impactful. I agree with that. There's but, no time for anything, is there? There's no like, he's never holding it and going, God, fuck, just do it. There's no, it's exactly. like, we've got to finish this scene in two minutes and get out. Well, know? this is the thing. When episode four ended, when we were talking about episode four a couple of weeks ago, I said, if this ends up feeling rushed, episode four is the one we're going to be turned to because that is the one more than any other episode that feels like filler that feels unnecessary in a way because that is the second time in a show with six episodes that Leia's kidnapped and Obi-Wan has to rescue her again. Mm. And nothing 
as you say, about episode three, which is monumental for Obi-Wan, is really dug into and followed up on. It's just, let's go and get layers yeah. based on the structure of that episode. I think it is in this one. Do you like this episode, first of all? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it stuck the landing? Do you think it, it satisfied? To the, yeah, mostly. I, I really enjoyed it. I like the Obi-Wan Vader stuff. I think the Obi-Wan Leia stuff is great. I think Leia, by the way, um, you know, this show has obviously had its faults, but Vivian Lyra Blair has been fantastic all the way through. I agree. I've I think, loved her. Yeah. Mm. I think she's brilliant. Um, and she was really, really good again in this episode. So yeah, but those, those are like the two main strands of it. Um, and that really what the Daviva stuff, I completely agree with you, Helen. Her impetus for being where she was is um, sketchy <laughs> at best. But what she ends up doing when she is there, I did find her resolution and that final sort of tete-a-tete with Obi-Wan to be uh, impactful. So yeah. yeah, on the whole, I enjoyed it. We haven't, I've been meaning to talk about it for the last two episodes, but keep forgetting every time we bring it up, which is that, that monologue that, that well, it's not really a monologue, but that, that speech that Obi-Wan has in part three when, he, when he's asked by Leia what using the Force feels like. And it's really, really it's like rather one lovely. One of the nicest moments. Yeah, the show, and he says it's like turning on the light switch, and that's what happens in this episode. That he eventually gets to that point and turns on the light switch, and but we don't see how it all like, blooms. Yeah, there was an element absolutely which was lovely of him kind of regaining some kind of faith, or if you will, a new hope uh, <laughs> uh, by the end through his feelings for Leia, and I thought that was a nicely developed relationship. Even if then he basically never sees her again. The force mm. awakened within him. <laughs> I, I would love to have seen that because I think I, I, get, I get what you're saying, Chris, that there was that idea set up in episode three yeah. and you feel like it was sort of followed through on in his actions. And I think, mm. I think so much of this show is sort of left to our imagination and there are some universes and some places in which that's fine where nothing is said and everything is done but you feel the the weight of subtext and I feel like this show did not feel like it had subtext and I wanted more articulated so what I loved about that moment was like I thought it was a really well performed moment I think it was like um, the kid playing Leia like I was Vivian Lyra, Vivian, Vivian Lyra, Lyra Blair, Blair. Yeah. Um, was very sort of soft and sweet like sort of asking you know like what's it feel or does the force feel like and Ewan McGregor's sort of giving it back kind of like you know what's it feel like it's turning on a light in the dark blah 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 you never see that emotionality connected to the force again you never see that kind of articulation of it it's just now I summon rocks <laughs> because that's the only asset we have in the computer and so we can do rocks <laughs> and so he throws rocks and, and I'm like yes I get that that idea is paying off I can see that but I'm not feeling it mm. I don't care and I'm not I'm not I haven't been as moved I just want more articulated. I want more people saying things. <laughs> i tell you what I wanted. I actually wanted Qui-Gon to come back, probably when he was buried in yep, the hole, yep. but, but, but to, certainly to come back in a moment of <laughs> silence and stillness. Like mm -hmm. in, like yeah. Obi-Wan has successfully essentially meditated his way into yep. touch with, with Qui-Gon. And, and not for him to just be randomly standing there. And I get I get that we're meant that Obi-Wan has now reached a new emotional level that he's let go of worrying about Luke and left that but but it's all sort of mushy. That's mm. another idea that's not well articulated no. at all. Like you didn't want to see what? What do you mean? Didn't want to see what? Didn't didn't want to see you? Didn't want to see what's Obi Wan learned? Yeah, like somebody needs to say this. Like mm. the only, I mean, the only element of thing. Oh, here's a journey that I've gone on. Was hearing Obi Wan say to Owen, "You've got him. It's fine." Yeah. But again, mm. I don't feel like that the pieces that built up to that are kind of like. 
I went away and it was fine in the end. It's kind of like mm. health anxiety. It's, <clears throat> you're like, hey, Black Angel was fine, that rash. So I, I don't need to see and my doctor anymore. It's <laughs> not like, it's not, the, the, the reason it feels messy is because it's not entirely just, and look, this is an episode that I liked, but I did have these issues <laughs> with it as well. But like, it's not entirely justified. He, he acts like, oh, you and Baru can take care of him and protect him. And it's like, well, okay, but they didn't technically. Like he was at the mercy of someone who wanted to kill him there. Do you remember a second ago? And they didn't know where he was. They didn't know where she would have taken him. They hadn't tracked him down themselves. So mm. there is no, the, the reason it feels mushy is they haven't, he hasn't had any reason to reach that conclusion, actually. No, and, and I just don't know what, I, I thought when he when he's buried alive, I thought, oh, right, here's Qui-Gon. And there was an element to me where I thought like, there was an element for me where I thought, um, this is going to make me cringe a bit because I've overpredicted this. And when you predict something too much, you, it feels a bit ugh when it happens. But mm. I was like, you know what? It's going to be a moment of stillness and quiet. It's going to be Peter Parker. It's going to be Peter Parker. Peter exactly. Parker buried another thing. You know, squeeze. And I was like, oh God, I hate squeeze harder and use your powers uh, better. Um, a superhero trope of like, you know, uh, it's in Wonder Woman. I'm looking at my dead boyfriend. Squeeze! And now I win the, the final battle. Every superhero like, takes a big shit squeeze and they win in the end and, and I was like I really hope everyone can doesn't do it takes a big shit squeeze thinking about the children and yeah. if, and I thought but you know if Qui-Gon comes and has a conversation with him and like and Qui-Gon gets him out of here that would be nice and you couldn't believe it when he did when it was just oh, I'm gonna think about the kids and take a big shit squeeze take a big shit squeeze and okay. superhero my way out of this <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah no. but I think I think you sells it in that moment I, I, I think that uh yeah, he can sell anything. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. good. I he's love selling him. Expedia I, I, at the moment, so I'm, I'm oh, very much buying that. Like, wouldn't you rather? I'm like, no, I can't. I'm, I'm quite happy buying stuff at the minute, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Those ads really annoy me. Not today, Mr. McGregor. Not I am today, fine. Not today, Mr. McGregor. Uh, Jimbo. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Uh, we, skip, we skipped over you, you uh, for a moment of, of rare positivity. <laughs> then, then Sophie uh, took a big old shit squeeze over that as well. <laughs> what about you, Darth Dyer? Where do you, where do you stand? You liked the first episode. I did. And, and then there were some others. Yes. Uh, I liked this episode. I thought it was broadly good. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Who are you? What have you done with James Dunn? Yeah. I, I, like, I thought... Clearly he's a clone, as seen yeah, that's in right. episode six, <laughs> season three of The Clone Rebels. I do enjoy the blur blur. Yeah. Like, yeah it had, I mean, it had bad stuff in it. It had a lot of bad stuff in it, but it also had good stuff in it. And I thought... I, well, that's analysis. <laughs> yeah, it had good stuff. It had bad stuff. I feel like I'm in the presence. Of <laughs> it brought balance to the force with both of these things. Okay, so so a lot of the criticisms I have with this all the way through kind of remain in that it still looks like it costs less than your average episode of Open All Hours, and that bothers me because it doesn't. And I see why you and student Expedia adverts. Genuinely, like, I'm I'm now obsessed with that. I'm going to call it the LED volume. I don't know what fucking name is for it because I cannot unsee it in every single scene it is literally every scene of this show feels to me like an Amdram production but instead of having like a like a top all in backdrop it's got the LED screen I know what and you I mean. can see it in every single shot the and Alderaan stuff is and, particularly yeah, pronounced it's a screen and what they'll do is they'll put a few plant pots in front of the divide between the floor and the screen so you can't see it and then it'll all look lovely and it's just like no it just looks like you're on this fucking screen and far too often they don't even bother to dress the set it's just a completely empty rock floor with just the background and it looks so utterly shit 
So, except then they obviously realised this at one point, because when they moved that fight between Vader and Kenobi into kind of like the stone columns, like, oh, brilliant, you've actually bothered to put a set together. Thank you. This actually improves things an awful lot. And then I was much more engaged, but I thought, okay, I'm feeling this. Like, this is good. You know, again, and, and Darth Vader has never been more acrobatic or athletic than he is in this. He does a little bit of a twirl and he spins around, which he never normally does. Um, but I thought that was a, a link to Anakin. The yeah, moment yeah, where they were completely. back to back mm, felt yeah. like... Um, over and I enjoyed that fight. I thought that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the the dodgy, you know, stock CGI object force rocks that he throws. I thought that was quite a fun moment, even if it makes no sense, because Darth just kind of curls up and just takes rocks in the face. Stop throwing minutes. rocks yeah, at stop me. It, stop it. He's <laughs> got his armor. Oh, his armor. His armor is a padded leather. I've worn that fucking suit. It's padded <laughs> leather. It is not protecting you from shit. Um, so, but he was nevertheless. So I like, enjoyed that shit stuff. Squeeze. I thought all the Reva stuff was unspeakably awful because what she was doing made no sense her motivations made no sense and her character art was dog shit so I thought she was going to go I thought there was going to be a turn where we thought she was going to Tatooine to kill Luke for reasons but actually turned out she was going to offer her services as a protector but no no ultimately yes but no yes I didn't enjoy any of that uh, but and I didn't enjoy the whole sort of like you know, sort of last Jedi s chase sequence theme because again, it just to me it just makes absolutely no sense. You're in a fucking star destroyer there in what is essentially a space bound station wagon. Like, let's not. It's called a star destroyer and it can't destroy a tiny little transport ship. It's like that. No, that just did bother me. Hard yeah. They cannot hit the sign of a can't bomb. hit it. Can't catch it. Can't do anything <laughs> with it. Increased firepower. Fucking and, useful. And then very you know, confusing. They had that thing that Darth Vader like twenty seconds before he says, you know, prepare my ship. Mm. He then sort of says, you know, we're going to follow Kenobi in the big old Star Destroyer. Why don't you just get on your ship, yeah. go and fight Kenobi alone, like you say, 20 seconds later, and then leave the Star yeah. Destroyer? I mean, that's Divide and conquer. Some, hmm. 100%. Know. It's just it's basic strategy. I just quite like the uh, the Grand Inquisitor <laughs> basically you know, taking, the, taking the role of, Lord Vader, are you absolutely sure this is the <laughs> good wisest idea. course to pursue? Yeah. And then when Vader goes, no, we're going to follow Kenobi, that's the way to go. And he gives him some delightful kind of sass just out of, just out of focus. Yeah. Out of focus power to her notice I actually thought that there might have been... report that you did it. <laughs> I thought there might have been a scene and I wonder if they shot it and cut it or, you know, or, or even conceived of this. But I wonder if the show might have benefited from a scene where after Fader loses to Obi-Wan and is completely and utterly just devastated by him, um, that he goes back to the Star Destroyer and you have a scene where the Grand Inquisitor is like, oh, worked out nicely, did, <laughs> did it, Lord Fader? But because when we meet him in New Hope, as we talked about in previous episodes, when we meet him in New Hope, he is essentially the Emperor's lackey that no one... In the in the upper echelons of the of the empire, is really that scared of this guy? This guy well, uses this thing called the Force. What a dickhead! Uh, it's only after New Hope that he begins to get his power base back again. And I wondered if this was the beginning of his downfall in a way that he he comes back to the ship. He's been beaten already. He's looking like shit. And they go, well, maybe this guy's not all he's cracked up to be. That would have been quite cool. I agree, and I think it would have helped to explain where he is at the beginning of. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. I was going to say Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Sorry, I keep calling it a new hope. Know, so the, but the other, <laughs> the only, the only thing about that is like we now have a lot of Force sensitives working for the Empire, and I feel like it doesn't quite chime with the nobody knows what this Force is. It's just old fashioned superstition. 
10, ten years, years later. later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, just... Okay, fine. Um, the only reason I think they didn't do that is um, all of the Vader stands out there who are convinced that Vader is the biggest and the baddest that there has ever been despite all the evidence to the contrary. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had somebody say that to Vader, like the Grand Inquisitor, nobody would hear from the Grand Inquisitor again because the Grand Inquisitor so would be sure. dead, which would cool. then create yeah, problems at, for at Star Wars, the Clone yeah, Wars, and Star Wars. Yeah, look at Mar Moff Tarkin's relationship with him. And, yeah. Can we Wars all Vader? stop pretending Star Wars has any kind of internal logic whatsoever? <laughs> like, well, genuinely. This is, why, this is why I never understand why you pick holes in this film. Well, <laughs> yeah. I reserve that right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, oh, <laughs> I said no logic consistency. When has Star Wars ever had logic consistency, James? When you said your sad devotion to that HM religion is hi, have you met the Emperor? Because of course you haven't because he didn't exist when they made no. Star Wars. They wrote him in an Empire's Back. Yeah, Star Wars has always been about making new decisions without having th thought of it. Of course. Like, any, yeah. So anytime we're like, oh, don't, like, they've done this and it doesn't make sense with what happened before. Like, yes, that is Star Wars. That is what Star Wars but, always has been. But the thing is, I think if you're progressing a story, I think you can do a sense. But if you're going to piss in the swimming pool, at least has a sense to get the people out first. I don't know. Think, um, think of a metaphor. But this was a great big yellow cloud in my fucking Star Wars swimming pool and it all comes from this show and it fucks me right my off. Theory. Just the, the pissing in the swimming pool is the constantly they are they are diminishing the thing I love by making up all this nonsense that doesn't make sense and contradicts stuff well, that I like. But which bits in particular? Well, just the fact that this doesn't make any sense. The fact that Obi Wan and Leia's relationship doesn't make any sense. The fact it's that none of, it doesn't though. The fact fine. that Vader's arc in this doesn't make any sense. It's not consistent. It's it's all fine. of these things <laughs> bother me. And just to continue what I was saying earlier, like if someone were to put me down and say what is the better show, and I know this is cheating, Boba Fett, Fett or Obi Wan Kenobi, the answer is shit. fucking Boba Fett. No, 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 Look, if Obi-Wan had turned up riding a rancor, maybe we'd have something to talk about, but he didn't. No. You have said some pretty heinous things in your time. Alright. I am cheating slightly. This is live cancelling. This is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> the reason why Boba Fett is an absolutely better show no. than no. Obi-Wan Kenobi no. is because no. Boba Fett is a show that has two stone cold slam dunk nine out of ten episodes in it no, because it they are no, episodes doesn't. of The Mandalorian. And this does not have those. What this yes, has it is, does. Episodes one to three. Does it though? Yeah. Like this has a great first episode, it has a decent final episode, but it doesn't have those two episodes which Boba Fett had, which were from the from the Mandalorian. They still weren't great. They were great. They were just good. They, they were, were the best also, They were great. Yeah. But they're not, they're not Boba Fett episodes. And also, I love them. <laughs> you can't have a problem with your plot logic if you don't have a plot, which is what Boba Fett did. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. But Any the rest of Boba Fett, I am with you with. I will <laughs> never, ever, ever, as long as I live, ever watch the rest of that series again, apart from those two episodes, which were great. What, which two episodes? The, the two the, Mandalorian episodes the, 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 that didn't the have Boba Fett Saber. Okay, but, yeah, but yeah. one of those great. episodes is not a good episode, <laughs> yeah. but it just oh, happens to have great. the Mandalorian I love in both it. Of them. I love both the of those one episodes. that is totally Mandalorian and not Boba Fett, I will give you that, but that does not mean that that series yes. is better than this. Those series. two episodes alone make it better. You no, are, you are so deranged. I can't even. Absolutely. You should be fed to the Sarlacc immediately. No, let's just kill him. Like, no, why don't we 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 sort of change yeah change change the sort of trajectory of the main characters who don't kill other main characters by killing James yeah. give in to your I don't know I'd like to see him suffer just throw him to the rancor over a thousand years that's what I want to see him be slowly digested possibly climb out apparently I don't know no, I've been tweeting furiously that. from the inside of Sarlacc pit. I'm inside Sarlacc disagreeable <laughs> not impressed my, I mean my, my feeling is uh, so 
the Darth Vader thing is interesting because I'd totally forgotten like the thing that I think didn't annoy me the most, but I thought was the biggest what the fuck was um, Vader having his at work appraisal with the Emperor <laughs> at the end, <laughs> at the end, and the Emperor being like, I think you're a bit cray cray, <laughs> and, and Vader being like, what, me, nah, Obi Wan. Who dat? New number. <laughs> Whatever, bruh. And and we're like, oh, oh, that's your that's how you're saying that he doesn't follow him. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that's something that the Emperor could have said to Vader in episode one. He could have yep. said it before the series began. <laughs> that there's no evolution, there's no journey there. There's no like I've learned that what I need to do is let go, because actually it's not cool, bro. Like it's this yeah. It's, it's such well, a and I, my theory is that they decided to do season two. <laughs> there's so much stuff in episode six that I feel like like the idea that like very early on people touted Obi-Wan's got to like fake his death or he's got to seem to be dead or Vader's got to think he's dead in order to be left alone and I feel like probably what happened then in your in your meetings or your story meetings or whatever is like, yeah but if that happens how are we going to justify Obi-Wan coming, coming back for season two and Vader not realising that he's not dead he's got to stay alive well if he's alive how does Vader not keep chasing him mm-hmm. maybe just the and again it's that thing of setting up an interesting idea and either not having the time or the wherewithal to come up with the satisfying exciting payoff going oh maybe the Emperor just tells him to leave it bro and he goes yeah and I leave him mm. he's not worth I, it I do feel like so first of all I'm not I'm hopeful there won't be a season two not in the sense I that I think be. there's nothing to play with here but I hope there isn't because I would like to think that we could just drop some stuff sometimes, you know, and just just have a one and done. Uh, so I would like there to be no season two, please and thank you. Um, but I I do feel like with Vader, why did he tell anybody he lost? I mean, he, he, he it would have been very very hard to put some concealer on that problem. Yeah, but he could have said he could have said it was really tough. Bra, yeah. but I totally killed him. I totally oh, knocked my head on a door frame he coming back in. He could have said, without lying, it was totally tough, but I buried him. Do you know him. what? Do you know what? If Vader had spared Obi-Wan, like if they'd spared each other and Vader came mm. back and said, I killed him, mm. that, I'd love were, that. That would have been cool. Because then when he says to him in A New Hope, you should never have come back, there's like, you're like, oh yeah, because it's like, I left you dead, quote unquote. Mm. I did you a solid what are you doing here? That I'd have then been like, oh, that's a good, that's a but good then ending that would, between the, those the two problem characters. Is, the problem is the line. When the last is the we other met. Line. When last we met. It's not a problem. Oh, Again, I just don't care about shit. Like, no, but I'm saying that's what, I think that's what they were yeah. thinking. Yeah, well, I, think I was about to learn. Yeah, but I feel like there's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like if there's a way of making that parting feel more like decisions were made, mm. lessons were learned, characters grew. The message I agree is with why that. the whole if Obi Wan had been warring with himself, do I kill him? Do I not kill him? Mm. If we saw more of that, I think that would have worked. Yeah. yeah. The best way to go, I think, honestly, is that this is a franchise that George Lucas tinkered with relentlessly uh-huh. for years. McClanky. Just go back in, McClanky. redo the dialogue in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's going to know when last we met, yeah. when I buried when you I under a pile of rubble. When I saw you on that random planet, you, you remember? sliced off my helmet. <laughs> Ten years ago, yeah. you know, get get the re-speecher to do Carrie Fisher going, you know, General Kenobi, you served well, my father my in Clone Wars, and then you saved me from, me from some crack dealers. <laughs> you remember? And then Kamel <laughs> Nanjiani was there. They could just do that. No one's going to know. They really should. I think we were talking before about how there's been some discourse about um, this show's humanlessness and how I was like, thank fucking God, thank fucking God we don't have that horrendous uh, Star Trek-y juvenile banter uh, 
Uh, like the uh, lift chat between Anakin and Obi Wan, where they're talking about the nest of whatever it is gun dogs or whatever it is oh, that he fell he, into. No, no, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like this modern TV thing that everybody sounds like a fourteen-year-old, and every and like that, you know, nobody's going, "Whoa, sorry, that's awkward." Uh, you know, nobody's watching Obi Wan cry over Vader, and then there's some comedy character in the background going, "Uh, awkward, sorry, did I, uh, did I, did I?" Uh, yeah, I, I'm so glad there was none of that shit, <laughs> and everybody was very serious and took it very seriously. I have, have a good thing to say. I, I was going to say, what would you have said about this episode? Because you had good things to say. Yeah, so, you, so I liked, I liked some of the. Shit squeeze so on it. People talked about the the scar issue that you see him without the scar, and he gets a scar. And Mom mentioned it, and then presumably gets a scar from the whole. Is that because of James Earl Jones and Scar kills Mufasa? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Story. It's a Lion King callback. That's yeah. exactly what it is. The, I like that they, they had none of those lines from James Earl Jones. They, they had to cut those ones out. The one where he mentions Mufasa and Simba, and the ones where he mentions Conan. None of those uh, made it into the show. No. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I also really like the sort of dual dialogue when he's speaking mm-hmm. as Hayden and James mm, L. Jones yes. at the same time. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And that's something I hadn't heard before. Because when you got the, you know the kind of... They, the, you know, <laughs> if you watched Rebels, they do. I mean, sure. Obviously, from my deep knowledge yes. of the blur blur, I will have remembered that. But uh, but I thought I, when you heard the wheeze, like that same wheeze from Turn of the Jedi, I was like, okay, sure, fine. That's a callback, but find another sound effect. Uh, but I enjoyed that. I like That was something I, personally, having not watched the blur blur, had not seen before. So I, I thought it was Cool. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought that was fun. What what happens in the blur blur then? Just yes, please there, pray see all of it now. Is there a moment quickly? Sophie Petzl taken away. Uh, I'm probably going to misremember now, but there's a se- <laughs> there's a sequence in in Souls Rebels where it's when Ahsoka has sort of joined up with the uh, the party and mm-hmm. um, Ahsoka has joined your party <laughs> and um, they I can't remember what, they're in some sort of weird portal mirror universe yeah, thing aren't there's they? there's a power source which everyone is trying to trying obtain to, including Vader yeah and um, she ends up confronting Vader she then I think in that seat, in that moment learns he's Anakin is that when she Anakin, learns he's Anakin. Anakin she's always Anakin. suspected <laughs> because I think there was in the That's first true. season of Rebels um there was a fight between Vader and um Kanan. Is it Kanan? No. No, but, but 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 everyone's in sort of in space and there's this fight and Vader's in a spaceship and then Ahsoka and Vader sense each other oh, through yes. space. Yes. So that's when she first expects. But in yeah. this scene, um Ahsoka is fighting Vader and takes him by surprise and cracks open his Yeah. Helmet. And you see Anakin under there and pardon? she's like <laughs> Now that's, now that's fan service. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, we haven't she, even uh, gotten to the Miss Marvel spoiler special yet. I haven't seen oh, that yet. No. Don't spoil a special no, for me. No, no, no in- yeah. inappropriate. I'm banning Bangle Chat right now. I mean, no. honestly, well, we'll get into this in the next yeah. one. I'm banning it. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, she, uh, she cracks open his helmet, lol. And, uh, <laughs> and um, we see Anakin and... You yeah. speak, and they speak, and it's like a real kind of horror movie. Spoke. Yeah. Spoke. yeah, I'm trying to remember. The ability dialogue. to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> no, no, Mrs. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> if they find us, they will crush us and blast <laughs> us into oblivion. Blast us into oblivion. That dialogue is great because we do hear Anakin in full Anakin voice, Anakin. which really stops Ahsoka in their tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka. And then he turns back into sort of Darth Vader. You, you, they, they zoom in on his eye, mm-hmm. and then he turns back into Darth Vader. It's like, then you will die. And yeah. Midnight in the this is it's an awesome it's show. Right. There's not been anything as good as it since. This is right. Like, it the, is the, the last good Star Wars thing. I mean, Mandalorian is good, but yeah. like, 
I feel like there's been a lot of revisionism on the Mandalorian fandom as well. Like I might when I first watched season one, I was like, God, this is fucking bland. And then my, and then and then lockdown happened. Lockdown happened, and my mum was like, I really want to watch this Mand- Mandalorian thing. Sorry, my mum doesn't sound like a fucking idiot. But she doesn't. She was like, I want to watch this Mandalorian thing, and so I kind of was like, Oh God, and watched it with her, and thought, Oh, this is entertaining enough. You know, it's half hour. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's got the baby thing. Yeah, yeah everyone loves the baby cute. thing. I liked season two more, which I know a lot of people like less, and I think because for me. I tend to be a bit more like you know I've got friends who are like I hate that it all becomes such diminishing returns and all the main characters come back and I'm like I like that because nobody's really good at Star Wars without those core characters it just becomes desert planets and bland people mm. so I liked it when Ahsoka turned up I didn't like yeah. it when Creep Fake Luke turned up but anyway yeah. but Clone Wars I think it's no kind of coincidence that it's the last thing that George Lucas was involved in and even though he is a man of many creative flaws he it was his thing. He I, created yeah. it. He had a vision. He mm. knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Now it's owned by accountants. Star Wars is owned by accountants and they don't have a Feige figure. Filoni is like the closest they have and he's the guy who does all those animated stuff and he does mm-hmm. that. But Clone Wars has some insane shite episodes, Like, but the boldness of how shite they mm. were. like you, you, It's like Strange New Worlds of Star Wars. Like It would mm. kind of be episode of the week. There'd be arcs. You'd have like four or five episode arcs that would yeah. be like ongoing stories that would be big kind of moments. But by and large, you have episode of the week. And if one was crap, it was 25 minutes long and who cares, you went to the next one. There's an episode where R2-D2 and C-3PO go to buy fruit. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and then you have things like the Mortis arc, which is one of the most insane Star Wars things that's ever mm. happened, which is Obi-Wan and Anakin and mm-hmm. Ahsoka go to this planet uh, we'll go to Mortis where they end up meeting these sort of force um, yeah. demon ghosts things the father the sister and the brother or something the son the son mm-hmm. and um, they kind of possess each of them with visions of the future and vi- and and Anakin sees his entire future ahead of him mm-hmm. and what's going to happen to him and then in order to like preserve the, fa- the, ga- the fate of the galaxy or whatever they have to like get like delete that memory from his brain yeah. it's all it's all fucking weird and trippy but like I know yeah. Clone Wars is excellent it's, honestly, it's some of the stuff especially excellent. with Ahsoka in the final season. Oh my god, that final it's season. It's incredible. This, I keep trying to tell the um oh. Ahsoka versus Darth Maul fight. Great. And they mocapped it. They mocapped it with Ray Park. I've been trying to say. I did um <laughs> I'm, on. I'm here for you, I'm on. It's not gonna work. He's not gonna watch he's not gonna watch it. I am I am deeply first. I am well. deep you know I'm deeply first in the in um the blah blah the clone the blah blah. I I watched the first five episodes three weeks ago and as you can tell I stopped. But I, I will go back. I will go back. I like yeah. the episode I mean, no, where they're in the thing in the spaceship. I mean, there's a lot of drops. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of drops. It's, it's I like 20, drops. I'm here with drops. There's 22 episodes a season. It's a proper old-fashioned kind of yeah. serial. It's a big old sit-down. It is a big old sit-down. Mm. I watched it all over the first... Uh, I rewatched it all over the first... That kind of yeah. risk, the risk you were kind of talking there where they can, they can experiment. The six-episode format, I think, restricts that and maybe even wipes it out entirely. Like, you know, because I've said before and you, even, you mentioned Better Call Saul that I kind of wanted the show to be a cross between Better Call Saul which is this kind of very, very deep, deep dive into how Obi-Wan becomes the Obi-Wan we meet in Star Wars, not A New Hope. But also, if you have more episodes, then you can take more chances and you can have wild cameos. I'm very disappointed there was no Lance Lee's bag. I know my prediction of Jar Jar Binks showing up didn't come to fruit either. But you can have those weird episodes that you're talking about in The Clone Wars if you have more episodes. And I wonder, I don't know, Sophie, from your perspective, you know, you, you work in this field. This this the shift from say twenty two episode seasons to even thirteen episode seasons, and then that's even been condensed to six episode seasons. Does that kill episode of the week formats? Does that kill the the ability to play around and experiment? I mean, I mean, there's a whole conversation about this in terms of 
what it means for American writers and like because obviously we've always had six episode authors yeah, here like the true. UK six episodes have been the name of the game forever that's what we know how to do really in, in the States up until quite recently TV dramas were like 22 episodes and then they went down to 10 and then they went to 8 and now the 6 there's a whole kind of you know writers guild furore about who how much writers get paid and all this a lot of it's budget a lot of it's the more expensive it's become to produce and the more that we expect premium high-end uh, yeah, it, it's 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 sort of the following the market isn't it that's like the 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 shows like limited series became popular because you could get a big name actor who doesn't want to sign up to 10 years of 25 episodes um and they they can you know shoot in la they don't have to go anywhere so th- th- that's become and i think with the likes of star wars it's too expensive to sort of have a a recurring obi-wan kenobi show like i think i mean i mean god knows where that money went I don't think he's one Ewan McGregor. Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I mean, he might, he'd be expensive, but he's not like a budget drinker. But I think that show is like 25 million an episode. And I just don't really know where... Where did this money go? go? Was the catering budget off the fucking <laughs> chain? <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I do not... I, I, I feel like the volume, and I feel like in the sequels as well with the J.J. Abrams movies and stuff, uh, and, and that reliance on practical effects, like that, there's an element to it that to me feels like this spasmic um, reaction because everyone would always talk about it like ugh, green screen, ugh, the prequels, ugh, the green screen. And you're like, okay, so now you're like, we're not like that. We're like the original trilogy. So we're going to go back to the 70s and shoot things on clunky cardboard sets with weird <laughs> puppets. And then you're like, the prequels don't look that bad, guys. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes they do. But yes. like, mm-hmm. effective I think they were unfun to shoot because they were yes. just in a green room. The, on a green I'm really glad you had fun shooting this. But <laughs> I mean, the, the the thing about the volume from from what I've heard, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, from from VFX people is it's not cheaper no, at all. No. It's not cheaper. It's more convenient physically. Mm-hmm. That's that's its big advantage. But it is not cheap to use. No, I think it's really expensive to use. Yeah. It's really I think that's con- where the money's going. I have a yeah. question. So they use that LED screen, obviously, in The Mandalorian quite extensively. But I don't think I ever noticed it in The Mandalorian. Like, I never felt what I felt in this, that they're just in a room. But maybe you're getting more used to it and therefore you're picking up on it more, perhaps? I don't, I don't. It's fine. In, I think it's fine when you have expansive desert-like environments and, and people are sick of Tatooine. Yeah. Um, they, they, mm. they keep banging on about it, but The Mandalorian looks good, just as episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi looked good because it's in a desert. And the minute you see the limitations are when you're on... Coruscant or Alderaan when yeah, and Coruscant and Alderaan like they both just had those balcony sets because it's a circle <laughs> yeah. that the actors can operate within and then you have something that divides the foreground from the background so you can have a fuzzy out of focus TV in the background that, so it's basically it's all a bit like how they shoot I, I hate the way we shoot driving now like we've gone we used to kind of we used to, COVID kind of did this money kind of did this we went through a phase where we were in cars and you put cameras in yeah. cars and now we're back to the 70s and the 60s where we have fancy LEDs behind mm-hmm. the cars and everyone talks about it, but it looks fantastic. And I'm like, why are we all lying? <laughs> it looks shite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this TV The lighting thing. is never right. No, it's never. never right. Well, the thing is, and that's supposed to improve it on the green screen. So I remember watching the second season of the morning show, because Apple, I like this, they give you preview episodes, the unfinished VFX. Mm. You, see, you see how all of it's done, because it's all unfinished. It's just green screen. So Steve Carell is entirely CG, isn't he? He is indeed, he's not even in it. But you see Jennifer Aniston in the car driving along, and she's doing that sort of classic 70 things where she's moving the steering wheel in such a way that you would just be veering all over the fucking mm. road. Uh, and you can just see the green screen behind her. But exactly as you say, the, the LEDs are supposed to take away that lighting issue, because they light you in a way that... A, Green screen clearly wouldn't. Yeah, but you know um, why they do that when they're driving. It's because if they actually 
drove like you normally drive, people would think they're not driving. <laughs> yeah, because they'd just be holding their hands yeah. at like ten whatever it's ten and two, yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Me actually driving is me, like with one finger on the wheel, trying to open, open a bag of crisps. For three years. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, listen, this, uh, we don't have a lot of time left. We've got about twenty minutes. So let's take some listener questions. Now, these are being read out in the order that I'm reading them. Um, I Half think me, a lot right? of them are positive. <laughs> Mostly from Sophie going, why, why, why? Also, I'm no. outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a, <laughs> got a question from Sophie Petzl that says, I'm here. If it's too early, I can walk around a bit. <laughs> Sonic underscore screw up on Twitter. Okay, so these are being taken in the order in which I'm reading them. The first one comes from Sack Al Wes. Chair. After the saga of how Leia got her hitherto unimportant holster, and how Luke got his toy spaceship, and how Vader got his scar, and why Qui-Gon never became a ghost, and after The Last Jedi made a big thing out of hitherto unnoticed dice, you just say hitherto, and Solo gave us the unneeded answer to how Han got his name, this is a positive question, obviously. Uh, what's the next load of unnecessary bollocks from the original trilogy that will waste fortunes and hours explaining Chewbacca's bowcaster and strippy thing? Yeah. It's yeah. got to be. And I mean, Leia hasn't reached her final hairstyle yet. So that's <laughs> yeah, I thought she was doing it at the end when yeah. she was fiddling with her buns, sorry. When she, when she was fiddling with her hair, I thought, oh, fucking hell, they're doing the... This is how she got her buns. They're doing it. That was the most ineffectual single thing I saw in the entire thing, where she had her hair already braided and on top of her hair and then head and then picked up a, a comb and sort of poked at her head. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, even as a 10-year-old, you've got to know that's not doing anything, don't you? The thing is, Helen, she's 10 but she won't be for much longer. That's, not, that's another one of those lines that's written by a bot. It's like yeah, somebody's, it's like, somebody's <laughs> taken all the Star Wars dialogue and fed it to a computer and it comes out with going like, you know, like oh, there were loads of lines where I just felt like it's it's like somebody's half asleep, heard the, listen, like fell asleep watching the prequels and is sort of just regurgitating some of these lines and yeah. then they, they sound like Star Wars lines. You're yeah. like, that's sweet. And then you're like, what does that fucking mean? And now so you're free. We're both free. And all you're I like, could no, think about not. was, what yeah. the fool? <laughs> but also, <laughs> no, no, what do you mean? No, you, didn't, you didn't kill him. What do you yeah. mean by that? It sounds nice. Yeah. It's yeah. like you've got the musicality of dialogue, but you haven't got the Kill substance. him. You've got, you've got <laughs> him right there. Kill Hitler right there. It's like uh, the bit that always takes me out of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which I think is amazing and it's a masterpiece. Uh, but Indiana Jones in that movie comes face to face with Hitler yeah. and he should kill him right there and I then. I know that World I, War II hasn't started yet, but fucking kill him. I mean, look, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been better if he had, but like, he doesn't know yeah. all I'm of the just things saying, we know. World War II is on Indiana Jones. <laughs> I feel like that's harsh, especially because <laughs> he's in a crowd of Nazis, most of them armed as Nazis were wont to be. He just punches them all in the face. That's what he does. I did also have questions about Leia at the end where she sort of tells Bale, you know, things are going to change around here. And I, and I was like... Did that link back to something? Was she taking a bigger role? In... Is she now going to be the sort of, is she, the, is she junior UN or whatever? Yeah, she kind of <laughs> is, I guess, right? Because she's already got quite a lot of experience when we meet her 10 years later. So mm. in the not too distant that, future, I suppose. Yeah, maybe they're making allusions to the Rebel Alliance. It's it's interesting that there's this whole cut sequence, there's a whole like multiple scenes in Revenge of the Sith that got cut where it's Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and Padme setting up the Rebel Alliance. It's all very, very dull, but like it exists. And I thought, well, they're going to nod to that, right, in this show, because we're sort of in that early days Rebel Alliance, mm. and there's nothing. Mm. He's just a senator going, God, I'm just trying to be an MP in the dark times. <laughs> and you're like, uh. and so when she said that, I thought, oh, is, are we about is there to, be a are little... we about to, no. no. <laughs> I, know this, or I know this guy, he should get in touch with you or something. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, because also, you know, 
Padme was in, doesn't she? There's a line in Attack of the Clones where she's like, oh, when I was in the junior UN, whatever it was. Here's another question at dfenton21. Uh, I was wondering if Disney should have stuck with the original intention of making a Kenobi movie rather than stretching the story over an entire series. Given there's only six episodes, there's a fuck ton of filler in the show. I feel like it's already being... Uh, it's not that it's been stretched, it's that there's so much unexplored. I don't know. I feel like it's neither one thing nor another. And we talked about episode three and four and four being this incredible waste of real estate. And I sort of mm. always felt that at the end of three, when Reva approaches Leia, rather than kidnap her... She could be like, oh, I'm on your side. No, 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 I'm a good guy. I And, and tell her, that, like, reveal who she is. Like, you know, the, the Padawans are all killed. I'm hunting Vader. No, 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 no. And then plan to track her. So then you're like, well, shit, which is true. And then episode four is him convalescing. And then you have episode, you sort of put episode five in there. And I don't know. I just feel like there's a way mm. of re- reading yeah. this yeah. where you get mm-hmm. everything that you need out of a TV drama, which is more, I feel like the movie would just be even more truncated and even more now. Yeah, but I agree. I, I just think that there's a way to tell this story just in a more sophisticated way. Like the building blocks are all in place for a halfway decent story here. They're, mm. they're just stacked in a really bizarre way. And it's just, again, I just think it needed, I don't, I, maybe it was time, maybe it was too many cooks, maybe it was interference, I don't know what it was, but it felt like no one sat down and thought, how do we make a really compelling, coherent narrative with, you know, actual human people speaking dialogue in it? Uh, and that is not there. Well, the problem is that you're running to stand still quite a lot. That Obi-Wan effectively is the same at the end as he is at the beginning. Uh, Darth oh, Vader... No, I don't, I don't think he needed think to he be. Is. And I think he's changed a little bit in this, but I think there's there's a, there's a big gap from where we leave him, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and where we pick up with him in Star Wars. Uh, you know, I, and, and, and so I think there's actually a lot of ground to explore there about his mental state. And like at the beginning, yeah. the whole PTSD guy, that was like, there was a lot they could have done with yeah. that. I was quite so excited good. by yeah. that. That first episode was all promise. You know, will he ever be caught for stealing the salmon? I want to know these things. And presumably but, he's quit that job, right? Or he's been fired because he hasn't so, shown yeah. up for like yeah, a just, week. And, and I think he like, sabbatical. Like, like this weird horse that eats the meat. Snoot horse. The snoot horse. The horse that eats meat. I love the snoot horse. Yeah, like, you're right. It is carnivorous, isn't it? That's yeah, quite not terrifying. Weird <laughs> that happens. Weird, <laughs> yeah, weird carnivorous, carnivorous horse. Thing. Yeah, and the yeah. Opie. Yeah, th- this is why they need to adapt Sherry S. Tepper's book, Grass. I'm just saying, carnivorous horses all over the fucking joint. Grass. Amazing sci-fi. Who gives a shit about grass? <laughs> <laughs> I hate grass. Yeah, it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but no, I think I think he does. I think he does shift. I think there's an element of despair and, uh, as you say, PTSD, uh, just brokenness mm, at the beginning of the show. He is. He is lying low. He is kind of denying his own Jedi nature by refusing to help people in order to stay secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by the end, I think, you know, he, he still may divorce himself from the world and, and keep his Jedi secret that way. But he's doing so with a purpose. He's kind of gotten somewhere with this mission that Yoda gave him to get in touch with Qui-Gon and begin exploring mm-hmm. a whole sort of new frontier for the Jedi. But he's also, I think, he's had a, a sense of hope and belief and rekindled in him by particularly Leia and then latterly by Luke just deciding yeah mm. we'll just let him mm. be a kid and hopefully he'll turn out as well as Leia has I, I think there's a definite mental shift there I yeah. think I wish more of it had been articulated I think yeah that, I agree I, I agree with that been rather more text rather than subtext yeah I think I think I, think, I mean like in the in the moment where he's buried you get mm. a sense of it but it's not made clear I mm. agree with that yeah I agree that definitely more should have been articulated but I also agree with him like in the first episode, when somebody asks him for help, he flat out refuses and that person ends up dead. In 
latter half of this season, he is taking up the leadership charge himself in terms of, I'm going to help you. This is what we need to do. I'm going to lead Vader away, all that sort of stuff. That's a marked change from when he, when he begins. And yes, there's still a ways for him to go mm. until we meet him in Star Wars. But there is an arc here that is somewhat uh, undergone by, by Obi-Wan. I wonder, uh, Wendy, I wonder. I, I know I said this on previous uh, shows, but now thinking about it, if they are going to do season two, and I think that they will oh, probably they announce please, season no. two. Please, no. The way it ends, uh, they absolutely are, because the other thing as well is what happens to the Inquisitors, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. I know, well, I know the answer. But I think, cares, I feel but... like the Inquisitors might go on to a different show. Like, I think a lot of these characters could turn up in a different show. They can leave those pieces on the board. Well, we, yeah, because well, we respect then that Reva wasn't going to walk away from this 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 show, this series, but she does. Mm. And then I, as, as, it was, as it became clear during the episode as she was going to walk away from it, I was like, well, of course, because it'll be a spin-off. And mm. More mm. But do you need that? Like, don't you find out what happens to all the Inquisitors in the blah, blah? Like, there's a whole mm. thing in no, there. No, but I was going to say in, in, um, in, in Fallen Order, which is five years after everyone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You kill most of the Inquisitors. You do. You actually you? do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I Grand mean, Inquisitor's in Rebels, isn't he? So... Jason Isaac's Rebels, Is Rebels after this? Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, Even I can't remember the blur <laughs> yeah. blur. Yeah. So Rebels is afterwards. And, so Rebels and that's is the same. Don't, don't, don't you start don't calling it yeah. <laughs> it's a canonical. It's canonically known as the blur blur. Because oh, the, but like, like Rupert Friend, Grand Inquisitor, becomes, that is Jason Isaac's yeah. Inquisitor, mm. isn't yeah. it? You know, yes. that's the same dude. Yeah. So we Just, we, know just remember, happens. if we go back to the earlier episodes when he gets stabbed by Eva, we're going, well, there must be two Grand Inquisitors <laughs> from the same species. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. What are the odds that happening? Murky. So it is It is the same character. But my, my feeling on it was, I, I've said this before, that you probably didn't need to have the Inquisitors. You could have just focused on Obi-Wan versus Vader. But now I kind of think that you could have gone the other way. If you're going for a, a two-season structure, and I imagine a lot of that comes from from Obi-Wan, a lot of that Obi-Wan. comes from Ewan McGregor playing this character again and going, you know what, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and I really liked tapping into this character again. And also it helps supplement my Expedia income, so <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. You could build, you should have built up to Vader is what I'm saying is that you, you could have had the, the Reva and the Inquisitors be the real meat of the of the season as the as the antagonists for him it meant that you could have tracked all of them you could have had some really cool stuff because Rupert Friend's a lot of fun as a Grand mm. Inquisitor he's just off screen for loads of episodes Sun Kang as the fourth fifth brother just <laughs> fucking disappears completely yeah. that's what I mean by I think I think it was around episode three that they threw out the scripts and <laughs> started again yeah and, the, and that yeah can I, could, you've mentioned Vader here. There's something, well, well, there are many things, but there's one thing in particular that bugs the shit. I hate Mustafa. I hate Mustafa so much. I can't tell you how much I hate it. should so, go with Expedia. They've got so great shit. deals on flights. It's 13-year-old <laughs> boy's idea of where villains hang out. Like, it's just such a shit. It's a big obsidian throne which serves no purpose because it's not like he's fucking entertaining. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? And these huge like, windows just would lava outside. It's just like, whereas you look at the sets, like the Imperial sets in the original trilogy, like they're just cool. They're Imperial. They're quite sinister, but they're practical. You can imagine that being a proper world. Workplace. Apart no one is from, working in this Mustafa castle. No, no. Apart from the lack of handrails, come on. Well, There's you know, I admit those... there were health and safety issues. Yeah. I'll absolutely give you that. And a big organisation like that would have lots more red tape. But like, it just I don't like the whole Mustafa thing. It feels too much like video games for me. It doesn't feel like is, proper Star Wars, and it bugs me. It, this is where it's coming from, though, isn't yeah, it? it? Is. It's coming from fanboys yeah, who need is. Vader to be as powerful as he is in this show, as compared to the original trilogy. They need him to have a fucking. Sauron-esque, eat your heart out Sauron, in fact, tower yeah. on a freaking lava planet because they think he's the most metal dude in the galaxy instead of being 
the emperor's, you know, pit bull. That's Someone right. should break the news to me by Sauron. That didn't go well. The thing, I mean, the, the Inquisitors, I always thought, were fantastic in Clone Wars. Like, they had real menace and they were really, like, they were the arch villains. Like, you would build mm. up to an encounter with them and same in Rebels. And, were well, they, hang on, not Clone Wars, it's just Rebels. It was it? just so, Rebels, yeah. um, uh, How, would you know how can you get the blur blur wrong? <laughs> well, <laughs> Like, well, they hang on pre or six, they're not going to be in the Clone Wars. Uh, but yeah, they were they were great in Rebels, and they were they had genuine menace, and same in Phantom Fallen and Phantom Menace, and same <laughs> in Fallen Order, and and again, I, yeah, I, I agree that they were. I, I, again, I, for me, it's just this problem of nobody can be genuinely awful. Like when they arrived in Episode One, I thought let's have them do something really horrific. Let's like set the stall and be like, God, you can't mess with these people. They they are worthy opponents to Obi-Wan Kenobi. We should be afraid of him running into them. And, you know, a, an awning falls yeah, over. Yeah, that's, oh, no, that's it. We're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, again, I don't like to really nitpick about production-y stuff because I'm sort of like, <laughs> you know, if you write a thing, you expect it to look good and some stuff just doesn't look good and you're, and you've, you're as gutted about that as anybody else. Yeah. But like, um, but yeah, just starving them of genuine menace. Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt that. But anyway, yeah. we've run about 10 minutes left, so let's, let's race through some last questions. Here's one from at St. Wright. Were you disappointed that Big Liam has such a small cameo? Well, that's yeah. not what I've heard over the years. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, cameo. Right, sorry. I did what I did one more. I've been waiting for him. a huge bangle. Yeah, he did. We've all been waiting for him. He's it was a bit of a Mon, It was He's... the Mon guarantee. He was there. <laughs> Yeah, on it beer. wasn't a Mon guarantee. <laughs> Thank you for reminding the people. Yes, James. it was. I know I'm having my own one. Apparently, someone suggested that I have dire warnings instead. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Yeah, we're gonna like, have those. I think I saw Chris commitment as well. A Chris commitment. Chris commitment. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I don't know. You're don't not know. committed to it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. About I'm that. on the fence. Sorry. I'm on. Uh, I'm on the fence. <laughs> uh, yes, I would have liked to have seen more Qui Gon. Uh, he didn't like. At, at the end, I actually felt like I didn't want him to be there because I wanted him all the way through. But I actually thought we'd reached a nice cap to the series. And then he turned up, I'm like, oh, you just had to do it. And you had to drop this in at the end. We'd already finished. We were happy with the ending. And now and this. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm... And he didn't even say, Anakin, Anakin, drop! Because he should have done during the battle <laughs> yes. on that planet. <laughs> It would be amazing if you'd come out and actually give an Anakin advice. <laughs> that's, that's so, I saw people asking for that on Twitter. And I thought that's yeah. quite an interesting idea, actually. If he, but he just doesn't have a relationship with Anakin, does he? But it would have no. been, been cool. Well, you know, anything would have been cooler rather than him turning up with a glued-on beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, honestly, that made me feel all, it, it, nostalgic off. fan service. I loved it. He looked so good. I, I it was tremendous. I love the way that he was. He turns up with his back to Obi Wan. If he's slightly confused and lost. Yeah, like the block, no? again, the yeah. blocking. Like when you think there's so many more meaningful places to put that character, I love Qui Gon Jinn. And this like, is not what Expedia promised me when I put this holiday. <laughs> I yeah. just yeah. where's the fucker who sold this? Well, there he is. Where's the Medina? Uh, definitely would have been much more impactful when Obi Wan's buried alive. Buried alive. Oh, God, <laughs> Bay. I mean, that's just entirely the wrong. Like, ah, Kenobi. Okay, okay, but, but the, I looked at this tube, this this tube. This I looked tube? at this clip <laughs> on YouTube afterwards, and it looks a bit shit. Now I'm sure oh, in context it's good, but it doesn't look good when you just what when Google he's them. falling down on the in the desert. Well, there, you just what, see what, you just see him go Kenobi. Oh, sorry, Kenobi. 
Kenobi. Oh, wait, just like... are you talking about the actual clip from Rebels? The actual yeah. clip from Rebels, yeah. yeah. Is it Rebels or which one no, part of the blurb there is? Well, because he first, he, first uh, he returns from the dead in Clone Wars. It's yes. actually really, really good. Yes, Again, that's like it a is. Thing is this before like... he becomes a spider or no, afterwards? They were, no, just before he becomes a spider. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but again, like you spend four episodes on one idea and you can do stuff with it and it's mm. cool. No, but that him falling over in the desert and going, Kenobi! Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, it's Rebels. Yeah. And it's, it's not shit. Uh, really? Like, Are you sure? Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. The episode where he has his Kurosawa, uh, I mean, I, I get really wound up like with the Kurosawa references and Star Wars because it's like the Western stuff. It's like, we get it. You love Kurosawa and you love Cowboys. We get it. But uh, Obi-Wan versus more. Obi-Wan versus more. Yeah. I love it because like you expect, like this, you expect the rematch of the century. And yeah. they're both fucking like, actually old men by that mm -hmm. point. And so like Obi-Wan just like guts him in like one yeah. go and then yeah, he falls over minutes. and dies. Yeah. But then he's also, he has this really like, he, I don't know, there's a line like Maul's like, avenge us. us. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the first time I think in any Star Wars thing where they've acknowledged that the Sith and the Jedi are the same kind of people and they're all being persecuted by the Empire. And like, mm. actually at this point, who fucking cares what side I was on? We need a Luke Skywalker to come and avenge it. Yeah. I don't know. Good Honestly, stuff. One Good of the right. Best fights uh, in any Star Wars. And it's only like, is it though? Yes, yes, it is. It is. is it though? Gosh. I think Boba Fett is <laughs> Such a feelings, you know it to be true. The man who has sat in this room and said off mic before we press record that Steve Martin is not and has never been funny. And then that Boba Fett is the best Star Wars show. Honestly. I'm, you know what? I might just turn your mic down. Oh, it's fair. I might just turn your mic down. It's fair. Diabolical. Um, all right. it's, a, it's a dire warning. It's a it diabolical. Is. He puts the bollocks in dire diabolical. Um... All right. Uh, do you think the series would have been stronger if it had focused on... Oh, these are all negative questions. I, sorry about that. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, all James's burner accounts. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Star Wars The Inquisition series. Nobody, Nobody expects, expects the Star, Star Wars, Wars The Inquisition, Inquisition series. <laughs> Nobody expects the Jedi. Surprise! Uh, following Reva, maybe tease Obi-Wan. He tease Obi-Wan at the end of the first season and pepper bits of his story through the second season. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's... Not even there's a question. lot of good ideas for Star Wars shows but I just don't trust them to be executed well like well, I think the path and like a Fallen Order kind of gets into this but I think the storytelling in Fallen Order is a bit janky as well <laughs> but uh, but that's just the game design but yes. like uh, you know you'll go to one planet and then go to another and you're like you, I, I hate this mission I shouldn't and then I'm so glad I'm doing this mission this is a great idea but I think the path and stuff would be a really good mm. idea for a show but I just feel like oh god it would just be, you'd just look janky I'm, ho I'm hopeful for Andor in the sense of like getting into the kind of the the effects of the empire is actually something that hasn't really massively been explored. Like, because, you know, in The Last Jedi, they sort of hinted, well, what's the difference really between the um, resistance and the empire? They're all just buying arms all the time and fighting. You know, mm. whereas if you get into Andor and you get into what are real lives like mm. under this system, how do real people survive the empire and stuff? I think there's potentially something interesting there. Mon Mothma is cool. Her. I love yeah. Mon Mothma. Mm -hmm. So like, hopefully she'll be cool. But I mean, I don't give a shit about Andor. But I'm hoping it'll be good. I'm, I'm I'll always watch Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I they always they have said they're going to be less volume dependent on Andor. Whether that's true or not, I, would, I don't know. How can so we so. hear anything? <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be done in mime. <laughs> is it because we're in space? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no one can hear you scream in a vacuum. Uh, it's fine. The show which I'm unsurprisingly the most excited for is Ahsoka. Uh, I think A that super Ahsoka. <laughs> Well, um, it, beep, beep, one I second. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're on the same QRL wavelength. I've always liked that about you. Oh, oh my gosh. I think, you know, we, we talked about it on earlier pods, but the lightsaber combat, I think, 
and that show could be really, really cool. We got a little hint of it in The Mandalorian yeah. when mm. um, that she good. had that mm. fight. She was cool. Yeah, and mm. she's a fantastic character in mm. The Clone Who can Wars. forget her long legacy in The Blur Blur? So, Honestly, yeah. she is one of the biggest success... She's one of the biggest success stories about that show because when uh, the show initially started, people didn't like her character, but the way that she developed and the arc that she underwent... Is awesome. Is Rebels Ahsoka, who's kind of like, is she adult or teenage in Rebels? She, she's, she's an adult, she's, she's she's adult. An adult yeah. in Rebels. She's yeah. kind of like, like fulcrum. Because like, she, she yeah. seems cooler in that than because she's quite whiny and irritating in the beginning of the Clone Wars. In the beginning, beginning the but Wars, yes, yeah, she, but she, she, she Honestly, season seven of the Clone Wars, oh, Ahsoka, not, is freaking I amazing. I cannot explain it's, how much I'm not going through seven years of this shit. <laughs> no, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying because you're blocking your blessings. I've told you this before, but you're blocking your blessings and not watching the show. The best Star Wars show. I've enjoyed the parts of this episode where we talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, <laughs> and not, five or ten minutes uh, yeah. if that uh, and not the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels or indeed the blah blah but sadly we have to bring this to a close uh, there are loads and loads of listener questions that we haven't even got to but we have to record the Miss Marvel spoiler special uh, right now uh, so that is that I'm afraid we may I don't know if we can find time over the next week or so we may do a a special episode because I know Ben Travis really wanted to talk about the show and he wasn't uh, able to do so today uh, so maybe we can do a listener question special but let's see how it goes because my schedule at the moment is going to kill me uh, anyway I've seen your schedule you are I busy I am busy I'm really busy I'm apocalyptically busy anyway it's all good who needs to sleep uh, that is it for our Obi-Wan part 6 Obi-Wan. special Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it I think we were relatively restrained Jimbo we were yeah. I feel like I came in and ruined it. I apologize. I'll be like the Ahsoka. They'll be like, oh my God, this like this bitch comes in <laughs> no. and she wangs on about anything other than the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. No, no, Sophie, no. come back anytime. No. Amon just felt Wars, seen all the way through this. Rebels, yeah, we can, can educate James on oh, yeah. the goodness of Star Wars animation. Hey, look, I saw the episode where Baby Jabba the Hutt got kidnapped and they had to go and save him. It that was, was a special class. movie. What's the name of that new show, the new animated show with young Qui-Gon and Dooku? Resistance. No. What? The new, the, 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 the David Filoni, the, the Clone Wars people are doing a new, a new animated series. With, with young Qui-Gon. Lots of one-off mini stories. Did you not see this? Not they announced this. it at, Star, at the Star Wars celebration. It looks incredible. Oh, this is awesome. amazing. It is. I am, I am there for young <laughs> Qui-Gon. I am there for season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, especially if it's just him hanging around with a Force ghost version of, of Qui-Gon Jinn, <laughs> like, some sort of Star Wars, like some sort of Star Wars version of Randall and Hopkirk deceased. I hope they do nothing but solve mysteries in season two. That's all I want to see them do. I just hang out and be Force ghost mates. That's yeah. it. That's all I want. The Tatooine mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> and go on nice journeys together using Expedia. Of yeah. course. Anyway, <laughs> I will do what I must. He went full on the Guinness at that point. He also noticed he went Scottish at one point uh, towards the end. <laughs> I had the higher ground. Yeah, he went full Scottish. <laughs> in episode one, he said, bury it in the sand. Which I liked. Yeah. Take it in the desert and bury it. Bury it. <laughs> bury it. Bury in it. the sand. <laughs> tea cakes. <laughs> Love a bit of tonics. Anyway, that is it. Definitely for Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 6. Support a special. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. It is time to say goodbye to my four colleagues. I'm such Lethal Cunning. Amon Warman. Goodbye. Kenobi! Kenobi! That's more like it. <laughs> Peace! Peace and like in this. I'm Chewbacca. like Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> Under the sea. I literally can't top any of that. Goodbye there. Oh, it's goodbye, goodbye there. <laughs> <laughs> it's goodbye from James Dyer. Anakin! <laughs>
It's goodbye from Sophie Petzl. Come on, we have a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's goodbye from Helen O'Hara. Hello! <laughs> O'Hara! <laughs> okay then. Bye. Not to Lou? You've no. forgotten your own catchphrase. I, have, yeah. I know, it's Fucking just like, I, I was, no. It's, to be fair, it's very hot and sweaty in this room at this point. I am so sweaty. <laughs> it's not good. I stink. It's like yeah. I've been rammed head first in the Sarlacc's arsehole it's wild you've gone full tattooing yeah they're right yeah. up the Sarlacc's bangle that's right um, anyway <laughs> that's it from me as well thank you so much for listening uh, I'm off to book a holiday on Expedia.co.uk you realise they're not paying you what <laughs> just you Expedia <laughs> see you next time bye bye